Well, while the BRICS summit is taking place in Santon, obviously dominating the media space in Brazil, Russia, India, China, and our conversations we're having with you this morning. So I was really interested to see it was also the lead story on the CNN website for much of yesterday. And I particularly think because of how the uh, Chinese president, Xi Jinping, was not on the stage with the other leaders on Tuesday afternoon. David McKenzie, I'm sure you've seen him on CNN. He's a senior international correspondent. He's their person here, someone who knows our society very well as well, I must say, and someone I've shaken hands with once or twice. David, good morning. Thanks for your time. Good morning, Stephen. Good morning to South Africa. I hope you don't mind me saying this, but I think some people see CNN as sort of the face of Western media. How interested is CNN in the BRICS summit? How much attention are you giving it? Well, I think if you cast your mind back to the last BRICS summit in South Africa, I was there, and the interest frankly, was not there uh, broadly from the international community. What a difference this time, Stephen. I mean, you've been there. I saw you at the summit. The world's press is there. The American press is there. uh, All of the European Union. I I saw an Italian journalist running down the street to try to grab someone uh, to get a comment from them. So very much this BRICS summit is in the world's attention, in Western power's attention, and I think it, it speaks to the way the world is changing and the importance of the BRICS countries. So, I mean, I've seen some people sort of say, and before this, you know, The Economist, which is another sort of organization, another media organization, some people sort of see as a, 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 a voice of the West, they were sort of, why do we bother with BRICS? I think the West kind of now gets the point in a way, don't they? That seems to be the case from what you're saying. I think the proof will be in the pudding. I mean, the reason that I think a lot of people are paying attention is twofold. One is you can't ignore the fact that the war in Ukraine has shifted many people's viewpoint of the world and how these countries interact with each other. And uh, frankly, to have President Putin streaming over live uh, from Russia and not being present on the stage with the other leaders is an important symbolic moment. Uh, so that is, I think, a shadow that uh, doesn't hang necessarily over this, but it adds to the level of interest. But I think more importantly, a BRICS, when it started, Stephen, uh, was a kind of collection of countries with a big C. China was the country that was seen as the big kid on the block. That has changed. You've seen the rise of India. You've seen the relative importance of all these countries in various spheres increase. And I think that collective power Uh, has a a meaningful voice on the world stage when you also add in the current war in Ukraine. Now, whether these countries can do anything meaningful other than being an acronym, that's a different story. And I think the citizens of these countries need to pay attention to how these uh, meetings and these agreements uh, help them. There's this idea of a contest between BRICS and the West, and South Africa is sort of stuck in the middle. And maybe that's why we're such an interesting country for someone like you, David, is that, you know, we're stuck in the middle of all of these dynamics. How do you see it? Would that be right? Are we stuck in the middle of all of this? And somewhere you're allowed to use the phrase Lady R in your answer? (laughs) I think that the uh, South Africans have an opportunity here. Excuse me. I think the opportunity that South Africa has and Brazil and India in particular is it can uh, these countries can straddle both worlds, because if you are a country like South Africa, you want to be important on the world stage. And you certainly see South Africa's president taking that role as host of this BRICS summit. But what you really want to do is to have the best of both worlds. As you say, you want to be trading with China uh, on good terms. And I think it's very critical that South Africa has had China 
say that it will take not just raw materials from this country and have more manufactured goods, because that could lead to jobs in South Africa and other African nations. Uh, but I think uh, South Africa has the opportunity to be friendly with all nations and shouldn't necessarily, uh, if they want to create jobs, uh, align themselves with one regional bloc or another. Uh, you do see a lot of talk and uh, a lot of uh, sentiment which is saying that the world is not an equal place and that the financial systems need to be restructured. I think we also need to think realistically about the World Bank, the IMF, and their role on the world stage, and the new development bank won't necessarily replace that anytime soon, but uh, a healthy competition is often good for everyone. Uh, we expect a decision or an announcement today, probably an hour and a half, maybe two hours from now, about expansion. How important is that? And particularly, who gets in and who doesn't? I mean, could we find that the very nature of BRICS is defined by the decision of who to let in? I think you're right. I think that's a very important decision. And different countries have a different viewpoint on that. Uh, certainly, uh, countries like China want more countries in there. It helps them to uh, increase their Stature on the world stage, of course, their stature is massive economically, but not necessarily where they want it to be politically. And I think by increasing the amount of countries, China can continue to shape, in their view, the way the world should be seeing the world. Uh, South Africa, I think, might have a slightly different viewpoint and India. And it is very important in how these countries join and whether it becomes so unwieldy that it really has no purpose. Uh, obviously, Saudi Arabia could bring a lot of money uh, into the BRICS uh, situation, and that would help the New Development Bank. Uh, but I think the different countries have to come up with a consensus way of how to expand. I think it's also worth remembering, Stephen, that uh, as it currently is formatted, BRICS is an unusual grouping of countries. You have the world's largest democracy in India, the world's largest autocracy in China. And we can't ignore the fact that those are two very different philosophies on the world stage. And, you know, who you talk with and how you present yourself is important when it comes to all your relations on the world stage. David McKenzie, I really appreciate the time. I'm sure your broadcast schedule this week is mad. Thank you very much indeed. Good to hear your view on this. And a senior international correspondent for CNN based in Joburg, 21 after 7. Well, let's get...